1: Our next guest has been amusing and amazing crowd since he was six years old, and that was back in the 1930s. Ten decades of rocking, and he's still rocking the stage. Very remarkable, a man who's been to space on TV and in real life, the great, legendary William Shatner. Bill, how are you?
2: My goodness, that was a great introduction. I'm well. I was... Pretty good before I heard the introduction. Now I'm feeling a lot better.
1: And man, I'm proud of you. you're like the LeBron James of touring out there. Did you know LeBron is the oldest player in the NBA? I did some research yeah. You are the oldest touring rock and roll star right now. did you know that:
2: No oh, no, but I've, I can't anybody older than I is touring in a coffin.
1: <laughs> that's the truth. Well, Willie Nelson's still out there. Frankie Valley's out there and William and Shat- Shatner as well they're, they're the babies compared to you. You've lived uh, some kind of life, man. I got to tell you, can you rank the decades for you personally? Like, what were your top three decades of living on this earth, in this universe?
2: See, I don't think of it that way. That means, you know, oh, the 1990s, I I was really, I felt really good. No, man, that's the, that's gone. You have left your mark, good, bad, or indifferent, 30 years ago. Now you're talking about 2023. It's going to be 2024 soon. You better get busy and and do something good and interesting and, and profound and useful right now. That's your thing. Forget about yesterday. Yesterday's gone.
1: Well, I just figured maybe you'd have some good 60s stories or something like that, or maybe something from the... I
2: don't remember them. I'll tell you a good 2023 story.
1: Fantastic.
2: Oh, you want to hear it?
1: Yes, please. I want to hear it.
2: All right. Well, I'll tell you what I did yesterday. Okay, okay. I had a real moment yesterday, and luckily, uh, because they wanted me to speak, I was able to connect in that moment. So I was asked to go to San Diego yesterday and be inducted into the San Diego Space and Air Museum uh, because of I'm a flyer. I was a pilot. I'm not current now, but I've flown all kinds of strange things and. And I had a great time flying. I love the, uh, the art of flying.
1: My son is you know, going there. to school to be a pilot right now. It's expensive.
2: Wait a, Wait a minute. Say that again.
1: My son is going to school to become a pilot. He wants to be a commercial pilot. Yeah,
2: exactly. He's going to have the best time. And eventually piloting will become every day. So he's, not, he's got to not lose the magic, the, 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 the perception of the magic of flight, that I get in an airplane, and I never not look out the window and think, oh my Lord, the magic of air underneath the bloody wings, and we're in the air. It's a magical thing, and although you he'll do it as a living, to lose sight of that magical feeling is to lose a great deal. So there I was yesterday. I decided I would go down there and get pounded on the back and asked me to take pictures because I just love the idea of flight. So I get there and I'm thinking, oh God, what have I done? Uh, and I'm trying to make it work. And then I begin to talk to some of the people that are members of the museum. And I realize that I'm talking to the people that I hold up as heroes. When I was a kid in Montreal... Uh, too young to be in World War II and too old to be in the other other wars. The thing that I admired most were these heroes in battle, whether it was flying or on the ground or in in the ocean. Those heroes who shot down planes and killed the enemy and and made... They were my heroes. I learned all about World War II airplanes and MiGs and things. I mean, I was just inadvertently... Because I was such an admirer. And all of a sudden yesterday, I realized, among these older people, these are the heroes. I was among the superior human beings who were warriors, superior warriors, because of their fast twitch muscles, their intelligence, their preparation. And I'm suddenly in awe of the people I'm visiting. And I made that apparent when I spoke to them. And it was a moment in time where we all touched souls. And that's what I had yesterday.
0: Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit DiscoverSouthCarolina.com. Sounds
1: like a hell of a day. I know that you took that Jeff Bezos rocket to space. I'm curious, does Bezos make you pay for Prime, or do you get the hookup?
2: Bezos makes, no, I was going to try and be a smart Alec remark, <laughs> but uh, Jeff Bezos is a, a very wonderful, a very, I'm trying to find the right word, a very meaningful human being. He's got the intelligence and the heart to really make a, a difference in the world. And by that, I mean everybody makes a difference in the world. You do something and you've made a difference. But there are some people by the dint of uh, luck, intelligence, talent, whatever it is, who have the opportunity uh, to make a huge difference. And Bezos is intent on lifting heavy industry into orbit so we stop polluting the Earth, which is an existential problem. And that's what he's about. And this is a, a great human being.
1: What was the hardest part on that journey when you went to space in 2021? What was the toughest part about it?
2: Well, they fuel the rocket with hydrogen. And I have, and I'm sure almost everybody, have seen innumerable times the film on the Hindenburg tragedy, burning, oh, the humanity of it all, people running. Have you seen... The, the Zeppelin burning—I've
1: seen footage of it, but not with my own naked the, eye.
2: So you've seen this burning, three hundred foot vehicle, uh, and the people running away, and the, the announcer being hysterical. Well, I've seen that innumerable times. You know, what's burning? The hydrogen. Hydrogen. The hydrogen in the in the lighter-than-aircraft is burning, and that's what's in the rocket that I'm sitting on top of, made me very nervous.
1: And can you confirm that the Earth is round? Because there's been a lot of talk that the Earth is flat. Are you able to tell that from space?
2: No. I, I have not seen complete proof that the Earth is round. There is a, there is a um, pancake store near me that makes very flat pancakes. You can put stuff, jam, honey on the pancake. It's flat. It does not look unlike when I look out the window and see the flatness of the earth. You you can't tell me that it's round with any great proof other than somebody said, oh, I went around it. Well, you know, that's their journey. My journey is, as far as I'm concerned, the earth is flat.
1: Interesting. If you want to hear more great stories with our guest, William Shatner, go to WilliamShatnerTour.com. He's got his live on stage tour coming to. All kinds of cities here in Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Melbourne, Sarasota. Get your tickets now, because this could be your last chance to see the legend as he it, uh, continues to tour. Uh-huh. Yeah. This could it be, your last, be chance. your
2: last chance. I may drop dead on stage. Think of what an event that would be.
1: What show is that going to be? I want to be at that show.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm, uh, I'm hoping that you're still going to be around for at least another 25 well, to 30. i do all
2: five cities. I've, I can't die because I've obligated. To do five cities in Southern Florida.
1: You've signed the contract and you're a man of your word. And I, I like that, Bill. Exactly. You've seen a lot of pain, I know, in your life. You've seen a lot of joy. I would like to think that humanity has evolved and come so far since you first performed at six in the 1930s. But I'm wondering when I think about what's happening in the Middle East and in Ukraine and even in our own country, your thoughts on the state of humanity. You've lived it. Have
0: we evolved
2: No, that's uh, that's probably the deepest of all questions, and I'm no authority, just from my own opinion, and that is no. We humans have this bifurcated brain, we're, and I can't say animals because I love animals. We have this reptilian brain, which is so vicious and so unaccountable, and so capable of of terrible, unthinkable deeds. And then right beside it is the brain that invented the web telescope, for crying out loud. Why is the web telescope out there? For $9 billion and all that humanity that was devoted to it. For pure knowledge, just to answer a question, why are we here? What, what's happened? Those two brains are in opposition to each other. And I don't know why one can't condition the other. Occasionally it does, and we get our great philosophies, I guess. But we're seeing examples of this. And we can't call it animal behavior, because animals don't do that. They kill and they eat, and that's it. Occasionally a wolf will get into a flock, but that's just an apparition. We're seeing behavior, in politically... That is self-destructive as well as death and destruction. Why that happens is the mystery everybody tries to solve. And philosophies have been invented to try and circumvent it. And some of these philosophies which claim we're, we're philosophical human beings are the reason this behavior, this inhuman behavior takes place. It is the most profound mystery and what it's doing really is leading us into such self destruction that the earth will be rid of us and another entity will take over
1: let's talk about something bill that brings more joy to i know you and me both which is music you've released over 10 albums you have a duet with ozzy osbourne for god's sakes covered bernie toppins uh, and elton's great lyrics of rocket man How much does music mean to you and the universe?
2: I have such performance envy of people who can sing. I love a great voice. I listen to people who naturally or with training, both, uh, and if they have a natural voice that's trained, even better, with such joy and awe and a touch of envy that It moves me. A great voice is, what we were just talking about, is the epitome of the beauty of the human soul. Making music is, I mean, the animals that make music with us are doing so for physiological reasons. Mostly they're territorial, or here I am, or one reason or another make music for the pure joy of making music now I know that the animals all around us are doing that we have to ascribe great intelligence to everything that's alive I mean plants are alive, plants are reacting to stimuli we're only learning about that now with our advanced instrumentation So everything that is alive is intelligent. But there are certain entities that making music is just for the pure reason of making music. What I mostly understand is human beings making music just for the joy of making music. And we all can do a kazoo or pluck a gut string. We all sing under our breath or in the shower for the pure joy the,
0: the vibrations make us feel better hey y'all Darius Rucker here you know a lot of people ask me what inspires your music
1: talking with William Shatner here on the show, you know, one thing that people often ponder about the universe nowadays and probably way back in the days as well, but what happens to us when we leave the vessel that carries our spirit? What do you think happens to us uh, once we perish here on earth?
2: Well, what I think is uh, no matter because uh, nobody knows. I know that I've written a song. It's in my latest album. Uh, it's entitled, I Want to Be a Tree. And uh, I know that uh, when I'm buried, I will have a tree placed over my body, so my body will suckle uh, a, a tree, and a tree will grow over my body and make use of the land that my decayed body occupies. So whether the soul exists, whether there's apparently... Um, What's his name? Uh, who's the, the great drug guru? Um, what's his name? Dead.
1: Are you talking about Pablo Escobar? <laughs> I don't know. The, uh,
2: no, the guy who... who Pfizer? Was, no, the guy who, you know, smoke uh, in, smoke out. Uh, in any case, on his deathbed, he took a deep breath as he was dying and said, Of course. And he died. Did he see something at death that was the informed him uh, of the secret of life and death? I don't know. And he said with his last breath, of course, as if he had seen the answer to what you and I are talking about. So maybe that takes place.
1: My final question for you is, why do you think the universe has taken such good care of you? You're in your 90s. You're still out touring. Willie Nelson can't keep up with you. Neither can Frankie Valley. You're still out jamming. Why do you think the universe is so good to you?
2: I, it's a really, I, I, I ask that my, myself every time I, I can step out of bed and uh, feel my legs. I don't know. I, my book is about the universe taking care of me. Parking spots magically emerge and, and uh, bad things that happen to me turn out to be good uh Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why.
1: You've lived a charmed life, and uh, you continue I've to do
2: lived so. A charmed life. And why that has taken place, why me and not somebody else, I don't know. But I'm very, very much, I live with that awareness.
1: Well, I feel like your aura has vibed and uh, spilled over slightly into me. So I'm hoping I'll start living that charmed life after talking to you. Great legend. Oh,
2: bless you, my child. I hope it does as well.
1: William Shatner. Go to his website, WilliamShatnerTour.com, and get your tickets for his live on stage tour coming to a city near you. Thank you so much for your time and uh, God bless you, Captain.
2: Same to you, Major. Bye bye. For the ones who work hard to
1: ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts.